the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. Happy Hump Day! It's Hump Day. Yes, it is, indeedy. And how are the little libtards around the country getting over the hump day? Well, in the D.C. area, they're getting over the hump by waging an insurrection in the Capitol tonight. Did you guys see the footage coming out of D.C. tonight? With the alleged Jewish American groups out there, i.e. pro-Hamas terrorist insurrectionists, literally taking over the Capitol, literally disrupting government business in the middle of a nomination hearing. It actually went down. Some people were putting flexi cuffs. Is that what they call it? Oh, the little zip tie cuffs, a little clever little zip tie cuffs. My question is, how many of them are going to be thrown in a gulag, denied bail, sat around in a little concrete jail with a bucket for a toilet, waiting years to get a trial, and then looking at like 20 years for a, quote, misdemeanor? That's the question of the day. We've got that to chat about tonight. We've also got... Uh, the continuing saga of the false accusations against Israel for bombing a hospital and killing 500 people. And if that's not enough fun on your hump day, how about the speaker battle for the gavel in which the Republican Party continues to prove to its voters how much they hate us, how much they are narcissistic, infantile, temper tantrum throwing brats. Yeah, I'm in a mood. Glad to have y'all with me. (laughs) <laughs> for the ride email me at andreakshow.com download the podcast wherever you get your podcast don't forget our 24-hour hotline 844-814-5227 the man who keeps things rolling along speaking of emails i got one to read to him in a moment but let me bring him in officially it's none other than dj sesame broccolini you got it dude sesame broccolini mm, yummy I don't know what the over-under is on World War III starting within the next year, um, but I'd like to get in on placing wagers just because I feel like it's – my gut's talking to me, and I feel like you've got the same feeling because it just yeah. feels like we're, we're, on the, we're on the brink right now. Everything, is, everything Joe Biden touches seems to turn to war and chaos and, and poverty, so um, yeah. let's remember to vote in that next year. Let's yeah. get that vote yeah. out. <laughs> How about it? And yeah, who's taking, who's taking money on those bets? Because you know what? I got a better chance of winning that than ever winning the lottery or the mega millions and the Powerball, uh, particularly since I never remember to check my numbers, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I've got to find an email because it came in specifically for you. I should have saved it. It came in last night. If I can't find it to read it directly to you, then I'm going to have to paraphrase it. Um, but I thought it might be fun to actually read this email to you and let you explain. Um, no, I must, yeah, little OU. I must have accidentally uh, deleted it. The question was, what is a sesame broccolini? 
<laughs> okay, so this must be, I'll explain, because this must be somebody who's not a longtime Andrea K. Show listener. So going back to me, originally when I started the Andrea K. Show, I was at a different station. And when I brought the show to uh, KCBQ, it was an evening time. It was late. And I had been doing the show at 11 a.m. And I did what, you know, I do. I grabbed a little pick-me-up. I grabbed some donuts on my way into the station in the evening. And um, then, and of course, I brought one in for uh, Todd. And, uh, and I named him DJ Maple Bar because he liked Maple Bar Donuts. So then after a while, he's like, you know what? I appreciate that AK, but I'm on a diet. So, you know, I can't keep eating these Maple Bars every day. So I mocked him and said, okay, DJ Carrot Sticks. <laughs> so that, so then, so then the next person who filled in for him when Todd was out, because Todd was actually in an accident that took him out for six weeks, that person became DJ Radish. So it just became this thing to where everybody, all my producers had veggie names. And so we had DJ Potato Skins, which, of course, potatoes are not a veggie. Um, well, they are in the South. Uh, so anyway, so uh, when Riley was coming aboard, uh, he chose Sesame Broccolini. So actually, it was going to be Sesame Broccoli, but somehow it became Sesame Broccolini. So when it, when it fits, it fits, right? It does. And you know what? I, I just I actually like it when it's abbreviated to just sesame because sesame's <laughs> only gr- sesame seeds only grow in certain microclimates on the planet. So I, just, I feel like I'm kind of in a I'm riding first class here. So what, what can I say? <laughs> you're not just first class, baby. You're one of those like seats that are like an like your own apartment. Like if you're on, you know, like in crazy, crazy rich Asians where oh, the yep. couple flew over to Singapore and it's like, you know, they're they're in the full-on apartment so very good i'm glad we're able to kick off the show in a positive note um all right so i don't even know if you had a chance to see this insurrection take place at the capitol today were you able to see any footage yeah and it was incredibly disturbing i mean this is what the left wanted january 6th to actually be these people actually seem like they want to overthrow the government and basically turn this this country into a caliphate all in its own. So it, yeah. it's absolutely disturbing. And I'm going to ask the question that everybody's been asking. Where's Merrick Garland right now? Where's the FBI? Where's Christopher Ray? Where's that giant national security state? We give you hundreds of billions of dollars every single year to keep us safe. And for what? To let people who sympathize with terrorists literally march inside the Capitol building. No feds open the doors for them. I presume they just marched right in and took over our government. And I just can't believe that people are even folding this quickly and just accepting it. Why isn't there more yeah. outrage about it? Why aren't more Americans? We've never seen anything like this in the United States of America. This is the last frontier, the last bastion. Mm-hmm. So the cavalierness, the fact that people look at this and think it's just another day in paradise is incredibly alarming to me because it means these groups, they're getting successful. They're building momentum. And I don't know what they're building to, but this day of rage rhetoric, it's not going away anytime soon. And now Hamas, Hezbollah, they're both calling for it. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if they put this on together, but I'm getting very, very very concerned and i don't know what it's building to but this is not the last chapter of the story so we should be on high alert right now yeah absolutely because and i thought that i had pulled and by the way i gotta tell y'all full disclosure not feeling good tonight i don't want to overshare but all those commercials about and y'all know that i'm the daughter of two marines i was born at lejeune all those commercials about water and affecting people's organs uh it's true 
that's real. So, um, and I'm feeling the effects of it today. Um, I've had a long time battle with kidneys and stuff related to that. So, and so is my family. Mama had kidney cancer. My brother only has one functioning kidney. So I'm super glad to have sesame, um, the magic sesame broccolini with me tonight. Cause he's going to help carry me, uh, over the finish line today. And, and so I thought I had pulled actually a couple of clips where these terrorists, uh, had actually interrupted a proceeding talking about genocide in, in Gaza. So I didn't pull those clips. What I did pull, though, and everybody needs to hear this, is a sitting congresswoman, a pro-terrorist, pro-Hamas congresswoman, Rashida Tlaib, doing what Donald Trump was accused of, what he was impeached of, what he is facing criminal charges for, where she is actually outside of the Capitol, calling for, in my opinion, jihad against the United States of America. While these terrorists, and by the way, these terrorists were inside wearing shirts saying, not in our name. Um, you know, uh, the, you know, the, and the media coverage of this is, is another story. But one of the things we were talking about last night before I play the Rashida Tlaib clip is that they're, they're masters at playing the propaganda game and the messaging game. And the seeing these people organized in shirts saying not in our name, pretending that they're Jewish and they could be. I don't know, because one of the things that we know is that the Jewish American community continues to vote Democrat, regardless of how much this is one of the things that has baffled me my entire life, regardless of the fact that it's the Republican Party that's got the back of Israel. Right. Whoever these people were, they were organized. They were in matching T-shirts. And you're right to ask, where is Merrick Garland using RICO statutes to go and find out who organized this and who paid for this and bring charges against them like was brought in ridiculous, nonsensical RICO charges in the Atlanta case? But the most important thing is we have brought jihad on the heels of 9-11. We have brought Islamic terror into the United States of America Despite the fact that we had a 20-year war in Afghanistan, despite the fact that we still have people in Iraq, while that was going on, we had George W. Bush and Obama importing Islamic terror into this country. And that's one of the reasons why we are now infested with terrorism in our country, and we've got a sitting congressman. And one of the things, by the way, before I forget, and I'm sorry if I'm going all over the place, but I'm not feeling well today. What's one of the things that's shocking to me to piggyback off on what you said, Sesame Broccolini, is that it makes me really angry that people can look at that and justify that knowing there's Americans that were thrown in the gulag for doing far less. And then I even heard Mark Halperin on Newsmax, who I cannot stand, by the way. And yeah, I said that even though I'm going to be on Newsmax this weekend, actually saying, well, the difference is they didn't commit any any violence. Well, neither did 800 Americans that were thrown in the gulag. In fact, most of them were actually waved in by the Capitol Police. These people were there to literally overthrow the government. And, and listen to Rashida Tlaib. Here is where. Oh, I actually do have a pro Hamas protester interrupting the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Let's play that. Then we're going to take a break. Then we're going to come back and talk about Rashida Tlaib. Uh, Sesame Broccolini, if you can go to pro Hamas okay. protesters. Committee will be in order. 
of the charges 18 years ago is some of the charges that Americans face with these gulags had to do with interrupting. They used some um, some criminal code that had actually never been applied before in terms of disrupting a, an official proceeding as though that made them insurrectionist. Whoever that haint was screaming, as we say in the House, I expect her to be charged, but she won't be. She absolutely won't be. We're going to take a break. We come back. I want you to hear a sitting congresswoman pro-terrorist make threats against a sitting president of the United States, and she's not in cuffs by the Secret Service today. Stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. show. We are going to get to the breaking news of what's happening in the speaker vote Um, Of course, even if in a little bit, we've got to continue with the discussion of the Islamic terror threats that we face in this country and whether we're talking about Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood, Islamic Jihad, what do they all have in common is that they're completely incompatible with Western civilization. They want to destroy Western civilization and they have flat out stated their goal is not just to kill Jews and and Americans, um, but to replace the Constitution with the Koran. And what we see happen today, the rage, the protest, the insurrection, the Islamic terror brought to the U.S. Capitol today should make the hair on the back of every every American's neck be raised, particularly when you hear a congresswoman lying about Israel in order to foment violence against Jews in this country. And then to threaten a president of the United States. I want to start with her uh, lies. We talked about it last night. There was a, a reported, there was a report that a hospital in Gaza was bombed and 500 people died. Immediately, media all over the world and our own Congress people here immediately blamed Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and others immediately accused Israel of targeting a hospital on purpose to kill. 500 people, including elderly women and children. Of course, it didn't take long for the IDF to do research. I started to pull the audio, but it's in Arabic of uh, the translated, and it was translated in captioning of when the terrorists realized that it was their bomb. And the reality is, is it was, it was a misfire that hit not a hospital, but a hospital parking lot. But Hamas and I and uh, and the Rashida Tlaib's and all their other terrorist mouthpiece and spokespersons around the world have continued to blame Israel for it. So, in spite of the fact that there's video with timestamps, there's audio, there's all kinds of proof all over the world that everybody can see that it was Hamas that bombed the hospital parking lot. We still have Rashida Tlaib outside the Capitol saying this today. I think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and, and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and somebody, you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They, do, they can cry, I can cry, we all can cry. If we're not crying, Stop, I can't listen to it anymore. Where were her tears for the babies that were burned alive and decapitated with shovels in Israel? 
This woman is out there in front of, as a, she is a terrorist sympathizer and she sits in Congress. If we had a counterterrorism unit in this country, she'd be in jail right now. Quite frankly, uh, the most of, of the Biden administration in Congress, would, did you guys know today that he is actually wanting to spend, give $100 million right now to Gaza in humanitarian aid to give to these people that bombed their own children? The U.S. government are terrorist sympathizers. And no wonder they haven't gone after Tlaib. But I want you to hear her actually calling for violence. I don't think there's any other way to characterize this. Uh, Sesame, it says a lot of people are not going to forget this. And to my president, to our president, yes, he's still on. Well, hold on. I know, I, hey, I want him to know, as a Palestinian American, is also somebody of Muslim faith, I'm not going to forget this. And I think a lot of people are not going to forget this. And it's not, it's not, it's not. It's not a threat. It isn't. They, they think we're joking. I mean, I think the White House and everyone thinks that we're just going to sit back and let this just continue to happen. No. The fact of the matter is, our lives are not safe with you or the forever peace president. When are we going to feel safe? When are we going to stop funding continued, literally, oppression of indigenous communities? When are we going to say enough? It makes me so angry to have to say, but I'm telling you, I'm talking to people that literally are like me. They literally, literally believed in this party that was supposed to be inclusive of all of our opinions and our and our views and our political. Let's end it there. I don't want to hear any more of this. That was painful. If it was, it's. I mean, she's basically spewing the same rhetoric of uh, of Hamas. That they're justified in killing babies because it's it's they act as though their acts of terror are the self-defense because they feel threatened because they're oppressed, which they're not. There's not been anybody from Israel living in Gaza since 2005. They're using the false narrative of oppression to justify hatred and violence. How is that not a call to violence? Am I wrong, Sesame? Am I so sick today? No, you are so right. You may be sick, but you are spot on with this because this kind of fake performative outrage, I doubt it's real. I think she is a politician through and through who's just trying to sell people on this narrative that somehow the terrorists in the situation who picked this fight who went into Israel, went to a music festival, and started rounding up hostages. Hamas picked this fight. They've been instigating since the day they were created. And somehow we're supposed to rewrite history so they're the real victims. And that's the exact same mentality that you see with the defund the police movement and BLM, which would love to see this kind of violence in America. And that's why they're calling for it and supporting people like Tlaib. Criminals in America are viewed as the underdogs fighting against a racist, unjust system. So they're victims and they're untouchable. That's literally what BLM says. You can't not touch criminals because they're trying to break into a rigged system and that's exactly Mm -hmm. what we're getting with the pro-Hamas caucus inside of the American government. These are not protesters. This is someone who's a taxpayer funded employee of the people basically saying she's a double agent while also threatening the U.S. government. I can't believe people just let this happen and it's not a bigger story. Where's the New York Times saying top headline taxpayer funded U.S. congressperson calls for war against the U.S.? 
because that's exactly what this is. It's exactly what this is. And they they feel, I'm glad you brought a Black Lives Matter because they didn't just defend Hamas. This is way past the old 1990s and the 80s or whatever when I used to hear rallies and stuff having to do with, you know, end the occupation. This is calls to arms. This is calls for jihad. They, and, and it's tied to Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter actually put out a meme glorifying the with an image of the paratroopers paratrooping into that music festival and killing people. And when you see the crime wave ha- crime wave happening across this country, where you're seeing the no bail policies, you're seeing people like uh, like African American teens and young men, like one that attacked an Asian couple on a on, on a subway, and 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 he was put back out on the street within minutes. The crime wave that's happening, the attacks, the carjacking, the assaults, the rapes, et cetera, happening, the crime wave across this country is their form. And I've been saying it for a while, their form of reparations. What we have is a Democrat party that has a terrorist mindset. And Rashida Tlaib is not even just talking uh, in the anti-Semitic Palestinian pro-Hamas. She's talking about all indigenous people and Black Lives Matter because it's all tied together. And it and it has nothing to do with any but with Black Lives. It's got nothing to do with the Palestinians and it's got everything to do with power because this is about a takeover of the United States of America. The Democrats have been partying with the Islamists. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist movement. The Muslims are communistic. They're also Nazis. We talked to Dennis Prager last night. These, the Islamo Nazis, uh, um, you know, are real. In fact, the Muslim Brotherhood got started back during the Hitler days. And to think that after 9-11, that the Republican Party joined in with the Democrats to import terrorism here in the form of refugees, as well as Muslim students. Daniel Horowitz has reported, he did some digging. Everybody's so shocked over, you know, what's happening on college campuses. Did you guys know that between 2021 and 2022, about 100,000 Muslim students were brought in here to universities from the most terroristic hotbed countries around the world? These programs amped up immediately on the heels of 9-11. And now George W. Bush is being floated for an interim speaker of the House. That dude needs to stick down to his ranch in Texas with his bad oil paintings because Mr. Uh, Mr. They're going to hear off from all of us soon. Did nothing but waste a bunch of treasury and lives over in Afghanistan and Iraq while he was importing terrorism here on our shores. We're going to take a break. We come back. The one and only Brigitte Gabriel from Act for America will be here to weigh in. You're not going to want to miss it. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Y'all know as soon as that terrorist attack happened in Israel that I wanted the one and only Brigitte Gabriel on the show as soon as possible. She's been traveling. I know she is your absolute number one fan favorite on anything related to national security. And just because I love y'all so much, I made it happen. And she joins me on tonight's show. She really needs no introduction, but you know that she is national security analyst, New York Times bestselling author and chairman of Act for America. America.org. Her latest bestseller is Rise, and I'm always honored to have me with her, have her with me. Hello, Brigitte Gabriel. Welcome back. Hello, Andrea. Delighted to be back with you. 
Okay, so much that I want to get into uh, that I plan to talk to you about. And then um, even before I had a chance to do so tonight, I look and see from my vantage point out here in San Diego, I see a bunch of pro-terrorist insurrectionists inside the Capitol tonight, led by terrorist sympathizer Rashida Tlaib outside calling for, in my opinion, calling for jihad and threatening a president of the United States. That's how I see it. You're the national security analyst. How do you view it? Well, look, Rashida Tlaib is a Palestinian. Her loyalty is is to the Palestinian people instead of the United States, even though she is serving in Congress. I mean, remember how she put the Palestinian flag in front of her office? What Mm -hmm. on earth? You are an American representing the American people. The American people elected you and sent you to Washington, D.C. to represent them. Not any other country in the world. You don't hang another flag in front of your office. But then again, you know, watching what's happening in the Middle East right now, the, the leftists, the, Islam, the Islamists and the Palestinians are empowered because the leftists propped them up to get to this point. And now we are watching what's happening in Israel. And it's about time that people in America stand up and start saying this type of members of Congress who are basically should be charged with treason and thrown out of office should not be in there. And by the way, we at Act for America America have an act now campaign right now calling for Rashida Tlaib to be kicked out of Congress. Go to actforamerica.org, actforamerica.org right now and take action and sign our petition on the getting Rashida Tlaib out of Congress right now. Her loyalty is to the Palestinian people and not to the United States. Well, when the rhetoric she was using tonight actually sounded like her loyalty was to Hamas because she was basically using the rhetoric of, you know, occupation. She was threatening uh, Joe Biden saying, you know, we're not going to forget this. And, you know, and the mantra that we're hearing from not just Rashida Tlaib, but, uh, you know, people on I'm hearing it from school board people, uh, local local officials, government officials, the same rhetoric, Black Lives Matter, the same rhetoric that it's false, that that uh, Gaza is being occupied and occupation uh, justifies violence. And so you're right. She and anybody using that, that she should be thrown out of office on grounds for treason. Um, but that's actually, is that not, I mean, you know, after 9-11, were we not supposed to be identifying the terrorists among us and those calling for violence and actually investigating them and prosecuting them? And not only is it not happening, Brigitte Gabriel, and despite of all of your work at, at we're now actually have terrorists just roaming around the streets of the United States of America, college campuses from the river to the sea, chanting intifada. I'm scared. I'm frightened. Well, here's the problem with our college campuses right now, and this is why you are seeing a lot of people marching and screaming, you know, standing up for Hamas. Most people don't realize there is no cap on our universities to accept whatever number, certain number of foreign students. So right now our universities are accepting tens of tens of thousands mm-hmm. of foreign students, mostly coming from the Middle East, funded by foundations because of the oil wealth in Saudi Arabia and the Maghrib and, and you 
know, uh, and the Gulf states, they are giving student visas to people from Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, the Palestinian territories, Jordan, Yemen, Saudi Arabia. And they are coming here and they are joining the Muslim Student Association on college campuses and they are brainwashing the rest of the American nitwits who do not know their own history, <laughs> let, alone, let alone world history. So what you are watching those demonstrations taking place right now in our universities, these are foreign students mobilizing and the young American idiot students marching along with them who do not know any better. And that's why we are working in working on legislation, introducing a cap on universities, working on this as we speak, Andrea, in Congress from members of Congress to put a cap on the number of students that our universities are allowed to accept from foreign government, especially hostile foreign governments to the, uh, to the United States. Uh, but look, we need to start speaking up. We are seeing right now literally World War III erupting before our very eyes. We yes. are being dragged into a war that we do not want to be involved in, yet we are being dragged into it. We have a weak president, a senile president. The rest of the country knows that he is senile. Our enemies know that he is senile. You know, he had no business going to Israel right now. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had, okay, so we had two uh, uh, fleets, you know, two warships on the Mediterranean. In case something happened, we can get in just to provide support. Okay, fine. But by Biden going to Israel the way he did, now we are dragged into a war. Now this is Mm -hmm. personal. We sent the top man in the United States. Look, we didn't even send Biden to Taiwan. Yet we're right. sending Biden to Israel at such a moment. This is exactly why you see uh, uh, burning at the embassy in, in Beirut, Lebanon. Uh, you see the attack on Baghdad today uh, in Iraq uh, on our bases. You know, this is unacceptable, and, and, but, it's, but it's Biden and his weakness. Uh, the world knows they've got one year window of opportunity, one year before the next election. So Russia is watching. China is watching. Iran is watching. China wants to get into Taiwan. Iran wants to create war with Israel and drag America into it. The Russians, finally, they have a distraction from Ukraine. The world is not paying attention to Ukraine right now. The world is paying attention to what's happening in the Middle East. Our enemies have us exactly where they want us, Mm -hmm. and Biden is walking into their trap. Yeah, um, you know, at the uh, at, at the open of the show, uh, producer Riley and I were were thinking, why do we feel like you know we're about headed to a world war? We are, we are, and it, and and I don't know how much of that is being brought to our home. Uh, you know, one of the things that Americans have had the luxury of um, outside of nine eleven and Pearl Harbor is that we it, our homeland hasn't been involved in these world wars. It was fought uh, away from our home. And when, when we, as we have imported, I think Daniel Horowitz uh, did a report uh, 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 just in the year of 2021 to 2022, 100,000 uh, young males from these Muslim countries into our schools. We have 60,000, more than 60,000 special interest aliens have come across our border. 250 from the terrorist watch list have been apprehended. 60,000 special interest aliens are out roaming amongst us. How likely are we going to see here in the homeland, like you experienced in your childhood, of this kind of war. I'd like you to speak to that, share your history and what you went through and whether or not you think that Americans might end up experiencing something similar. 
Look, I am so worried about America, and I speak with such passion, Andrea, because of my background. And you know my background. Lebanon Mm -hmm. used to be the only majority Christian country in the Middle East. That's the country in which I was born. We were open-minded. We were fair. We were tolerant. We were multicultural. We had open borders. We welcomed everybody into our country. We prided ourselves on our multiculturalism. Boy, does that sound familiar so far? Uh, You know, we accepted, we imported people into our country, ironically, as refugees, you know, the Palestinians, we imported people who did not share our value. And what did they do? They transformed our country. They destroyed our democracy. Lebanon went from being Paris of the Middle East to today being uh, what President Trump describes as hellhole country, uh, controlled by a terrorist organization, Hamas, and funded by Iran. My 9-11 happened to me in 1975. When radical Islamists, Palestinian radical Islamists, blew up my home, bringing it down, burying me under the rubble wounded. Mm. I ended up in a hospital for two and a half months and later ended up living in a bomb shelter underground without electricity, without water and very little food. And that's where I lived for seven years of my life from the age of 10 till the age of 17, robbed of my youth. Now, you wonder, is this ever going to happen in America? It already happened in America. 9-11-2001. It already happened in America. For the last 20 years in America, we have witnessed one terrorist attack after another. Families' mm-hmm. lives destroyed after the 9-11. Look how many people we lost in the World Trade Center. The World Trade Center no longer exists as it used to be. We have the Freedom Tower in its place. was a defining moment for America, but what brought us together on that day, not just our our sadness, our our, our uh, depression, our shock. We couldn't believe that people could hate us so much that they would use uh, uh, airplanes, hijacked airplanes, and use them as human missiles to fly them into skyscrapers. We couldn't believe someone could commit such atrocities. But what brought us together also was our patriotism. Today, Mm -hmm. we don't have that patriotism. Today, the country is so divided. Back in 2001, we cannot forget the image of our elected officials, both Democrats and Republicans, standing that afternoon on that sad, sad day on 9-11 at the steps Mm -hmm. of the Capitol singing, God bless America, shoulder to shoulder. Democrats and Republicans. We were all one. We were not black. We were not white. We were not Hispanics. We were not brown. We were not Democrats. We were not Republicans. We were Americans united under our flag, under our national anthem. In God we trusted. We prayed for our nation. We had patriotism gluing us together. Right now, The country is so divided. Even the left in this country, they despise America. They want to change America. We don't only have haters from the outside. We have haters from the inside. Our leaders are weak. Our elected officials are corrupt. Our president is a crime family, the Biden crime family enterprise that the world talks about worldwide in their evening news. Everybody knows it. The guy is a crook. That's who we have as president. Not only senile, but a crook. And so, well, I want to, yeah, I want to, I want to leave on a on a good note, which is you and your organization. And Brigitte Gabriel, God bless you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, my friend. Have a great day. You too. And you guys stick around. We got another segment coming up. Don't go away. 
Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Man, if you don't feel pumped up and positive and optimistic after listening to Brigitte Gabriel, you know, I don't know. Maybe you need to go and drink some Red Bulls or something because run around the block because she just gets me so hyped, you know, and, and, and there's and she reminds me of so many legal immigrants who come to this country from war torn places or uh former communist bloc countries who, you know, have come here and just fight to try to preserve what the left is trying to take away and love her so much. Speaking of the fight, um, the speaker battle and what's going on there is I was thinking today that the Trump administration really exposed how deep the swamp was in the weaponized FBI and Department of Justice. And this speaker battle going on with the Republican Party truly exposes how deep the establishment is, the GOP establishment is in the uniparty system, because they just are, are, are throwing the biggest temper tantrum because they're angry that MAGA hasn't gone away. That their lies and obfuscations of putting McCarthy in and promising he was going to deliver and then his reign of, you know, of continuation of the Republican Party promising the world and delivering Beirut, you know, um, you know, he just expected to continue to do that and get away with it. And then he was held to his, his own terms that he agreed to. And since then, now you've got the establishment refusing to back Jim Jordan. And so much so that some fool named Mike Kelly today actually, to a bunch of applause and laughter, voted for the crying, sniveling, chain-smoking former Speaker of the House, Boehner, today. But Jim Jordan ain't going away. See, they thought they could squelch MAGA just like they did the Tea Party. It ain't happening because this isn't 2010 anymore. This country is in a pre- on a precipice. It may already be too late. There's never been a time like we've been in. And so we got to give it to, to Jim Jordan. Yesterday, he uh, 20 Republican traders refused to vote for him. Today, two, um, it ended up being a net loss of two for him. And um, they're thinking that they first, when, when the motion to vacate happened, uh, pro tem McHenry, which is basically McCarthy's boy, called for a recess, which was ridiculous. That cost some time. Now they're trying to drag their feet with having people put stumbling blocks and roadblocks in for Jim Jordan by doing ridiculously insane stuff like uh, yesterday, like this Kelly voting for John Boehner, Buck out of Colorado saying yesterday he voted for Tom Emmer because he doesn't like Emmer. Part of what the play is, is to try to drag their feet, create a crisis to where we're up against the clock and then they can go, you know, here's the solution. Let's just have this pro temp. Let's do a backdoor McCarthy by having pro temp McHenry step in in the interim. That should be that should be considered a non-starter from the jump. Here's Jim Jordan. We've got a clip of Jim Jordan being asked about where we go from here today. And here's what he had to say. Jordan, I just want to ask you about that last vote and your confidence so far now after a second vote. We've got 200 of our colleagues who are before us with two ballots now. Um, that's right where Speaker McCarthy was in, in the process. So we're, we're just going to keep talking to members. Yeah, we're just going to keep talking to members. I mean, you know, uh, McCarthy did 15 votes. You know, back before 
the motion to vacate was removed, we didn't have coronations for speaker. We actually had many, many, many votes. Sometimes it'd go to 100 votes because that's actually the way a, a proper governing body works. It's not supposed to be coronations. People are supposed to advocate for themselves, right? They're supposed to argue for themselves. They're supposed to earn it being speaker. What say you on on this, Sesame? Uh, I understand the expediency. I understand there's there's time and, and there's things to do. And so there's some urgency in finding the right person and the next speaker. But at the same time, like you're saying, the establishment's coming out with a lot of fear mongering about how this is complete chaos and disorder at the highest levels of government. Like we haven't had chaos and disorder for the last three years <laughs> yeah. under Joe Biden. So number one, nothing new. And number two, if we're going to have chaos, let's at least make it a benefit. Let's at least use that to get to the right person because I'm tired of depriving the American people of good leaders. That's my bottom line. And I, I don't care how long it takes. We need the right people in power. I want the gavel in the right hands. And I don't care how long it takes. I don't either. I don't either. What's the worst thing that could happen? They do another 45 days in the continuing resolution. Do it. You know, what they're trying to do, this backdoor McCarthy move with introducing, oh, here's the idea. We'll just, we'll just do another interim. No. This, that's the kind of non-governance that people are sick of. We're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. And did you know that all it takes is one term as a sitting congressperson, whether it's the House or whether it's the Senate, and you get a pension for life? These people are living, they're a bunch of leeches off of us. Do your job. McCarthy didn't do his job. Motion to vacate was pulled. Now it's time for another speaker. It no more this interim crap. Okay. And certainly nobody, nobody wants McHenry because it's backdoor McCarthy. And what they're trying to do is set the stage for excuses so that in the next 45 days, they can fund crap like, quote, humanitarian aid to Gaza. No. So that they can fund more money to Ukraine. No, we don't need to be giving Ukraine any more money. We need to be budgeted here. We need to secure that border. One of the things they don't want is full accountability for Joe Biden. You got to be asking yourselves, whoever, whoever, whoever are these these people that are saying, because some of the arguments is that Jim Jordan is too hard when it comes to that. They're worried about the next phase of this impeachment. Why? What are you worried about? You scared that you might be held accountable at some point? That's what I think is is worrying some of these Republicans as well, that the American people might get a taste of accountability. The American people might see some real oversight going on and might start looking for that to happen at their front door as well. I say this entire, you know, our, our government needs an enema, big time. All right, now we've got another hour of tonight's Andrea K. Show coming your way. We've got Financial Thought, Dr. Dave Elhoff coming up next. San Diego won an award, and let me tell y'all, it ain't good, actually, for those of us living here. We've got some seriously bad California immigration news to share with you guys. We've got some good news coming out of Arkansas and Governor uh, Huckabee Sanders. So much more to come in the next hour. Don't go anywhere. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.